Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. So, is speaking in tongues absolutely necessary? Uh, It probably isn't. You can probably be filled with the Holy Spirit uh, without speaking in tongues, man, but what I, what I hope you're seeing from, these, from this teaching here tonight is that uh, speaking in tongues is extremely powerful. And, and it's always, in, in Scripture, that is always the initial sign that someone has been filled with the Holy Spirit. And so he says, for they heard them speak with, with tongues, and this is what I want you to notice, and magnify God. And so this is benefit number three. When we speak in our heavenly language, we are magnifying God. You see, I want you to understand that we always have a choice, guys. We always have a choice of either magnifying God or magnifying our problems. You see, whatever you magnify is what, what's going to increase in your life. You see, a lot of people tend to magnify their problems. In other words, your focus is on your problems. And, and when you focus on your problems... Uh, you magnify your problems, and, and so what happens is your problems really begin to seem huge. Whereas if you magnify God, <laughs> you see, when you magnify your God rather than your problems, what happens is uh, you look at your problems, glory be to God, and in comparison to your God, who is so huge, your problems begin to be minuscule, you see. And so when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you're magnifying God, and, and guys, you will be able to tell Oftentimes, this happens to me a lot, is uh, we pray the Holy Spirit, and because we're magnifying God now, as a result, uh, there's, there's going to be a peace that comes. Sometimes you may be compelled to, to pray in the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of people who will uh, wake up at, in the middle of the night, and, and you, just, you just feel compelled to, uh, to pray in the Holy Spirit. Well, well you want to do that, is he? Uh, there's reports, praise God, of, of people uh, who were compelled to pray in the Holy Spirit. They had no idea what they were praying about. Um, and then later they found out that right around that same time they were praying, uh, there was another person uh, who nearly got into an accident. And, 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 and they just barely uh, missed that accident, you see. And so when you pray in the Holy Spirit, man... You don't know what you're praying about, but but whenever you feel compelled to pray in the Holy Ghost, you want to do it. You want to do it. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. There's there's stuff that changes around you. Do you guys understand that? Do you understand when we take advantage of this grace gift? You can be in your house. You can be in your prayer closet praying in the Holy Spirit. And 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 somewhere down the street, maybe at the other end of the city, maybe some, some other place, something changes. There's an accident that was going to happen that's not going to happen. Um, you never know what's, gonna, what, what's going on and, 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 and what the Holy Spirit is doing. Are you catching me? That happens, guys, when you pray in the Holy Spirit. 
Glory be to God. And so when and, and and so what I'm saying is, you know, you may pray in the Holy Spirit, you don't know what you're praying about, but you're magnifying God over whatever the issue is. Eventually, there's there's a peace that comes, there's a release that comes. And so someone says, Alex, how long do I have to pray in the Spirit? Well, until that release comes, until that peace comes. And you just know all is well, you see. Glory be to God. Yeah. Like I said, guys, this thing is powerful. This thing is powerful. Uh, Let's get into benefit number four. Uh, Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Romans 8, uh, 26 and 27. And this goes in line with what I just said. Uh, You may be praying. You don't know what you're praying about. Uh, but it's 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 really it's really huge, guys. And, and you know, the Lord really impresses this upon me uh, with all the stuff that's going on in our world. You see, we as the church, we got to understand that our role here in this earth realm is is to be lifting up our city, is to be lifting up our community, uh, is to be lifting up our nation. And one of the most powerful things you can do in order to do that is, is praying in the Holy Ghost, you see. So God needs some, some strong people in these last days, guys. And I submit to you, it's every single one of us. Because as I said, it's not your own strength and your own ability, no man. It's you relying on Him. It's you depending on Him. And out from that, you make yourself available for His power to flow through you. That's awesome, guys. Look at Romans 8, uh, 26. Romans chapter 8, 26 and 27. We looked at this last week, but I want you to see this with regards to this fourth benefit. Now, the fourth benefit of, um, of praying in your heavenly prayer language, I mentioned this already. The fourth benefit is we pray the perfect will of God. You pray the perfect will of God. Look at Romans 8.26. He says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. That word infirmities means, means fleshly weaknesses. And he describes one of the ways that these fleshly weaknesses manifest here. He says, For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. And so sometimes we don't know what to pray for. And he says, But the Spirit itself, and I, I mentioned this last week, uh, the King James here says itself. Now, this is a mistranslation uh, because the Holy Spirit is not an it. Amen. The Holy Spirit is God. He's the third person of the Godhead. And so he's not an it. He's not a force. He's not some impersonal thing. No, the Holy Spirit is a person. And so the correct translation is himself. Uh, I believe the New King James uh, says himself. Uh, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now look at verse 27. Verse 27 says, And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. Now, I said this last week, uh, when you see the word Spirit here, uh, is that the Holy Spirit or is it your recreated Spirit? Now, as I hope you, you see, guys, remember 1 Corinthians six seventeen: He that is joined unto the Lord is one Spirit. So technically it is both. You see, because technically in your spirit, you're one with the Holy Spirit. 
Uh, and that does not mean that your born again spirit is the Holy Spirit. It just means you're joined unto him. You see, <laughs> don't try to understand this with the mind, guys. Like I said last week, uh, it's like one, one God, uh, three persons. Amen. One God functioning as the Father, functioning as the Son, functioning as the Holy Spirit. Three different persons, three different functions, yet one God. And so the same thing is true in your spirit, that in your spirit, man, you're one-on-one. -on -one, uh, you're, 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 you're one spirit with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> one spirit with the Holy Spirit. Amen one-on-one -on -one with the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. <laughs> uh, and so I want you to see that. And so, and so technically it is both. Uh, he says, He that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and also your recreated Spirit, uh, because He maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The Spirit maketh intercession uh, for the saints according to the will of God. Now, uh, the Greek word that is used here uh, up there in... Um, in verse 26, uh, where he says, The Spirit helpeth our infirmities. The Spirit maketh intercession. He says in verse 26, uh, verse 27, that what's translated, maketh intercession. The literal translation of that Greek word is, is literally uh, that the Holy Spirit is uh, taking hold together with our spirit. You see, and so it's the Holy Spirit who is taking hold together with your spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit is the one who's giving the utterance, but you're the one, you're, your spirit, you're the one who has to make the utterance. And this is what I uh, want, want you to understand. You're the one who has to open your mouth. Uh, this is what I want you to understand. Uh, but sometimes I said this last week, people say, well, Alex, I'd love to pray in the Holy Ghost. Uh, but you see, I just don't. Uh, you know, you just, you just sit down and you're just waiting uh, for the Spirit to pray through you, well, that's not how it works. You see, the Holy Spirit is taking hold together with your spirit, but it's really the Holy Spirit who is now giving the utterance, but it's your recreated spirit who is doing the praying. Uh, and so what I'm saying is you got to open your mouth, you see. Uh, it's just like, like me speaking right now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you right now, and praise God, I believe that, that what I'm saying is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Uh, but you see, if I just came here and I just sat here, and I just waited for the Holy Spirit to start speaking through me. Um, you know, I submit to you, we, it will be a very silent hour. Amen. <laughs> We'd be sitting here for a very long time, you see, because I got to open my mouth in order for the words to come out. And the same thing is true when you're praying in the Holy Spirit. And look at what he says here in verse 27. He says, making intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now, it's the Holy Spirit giving the utterance. It's your born-again spirit who's doing the praying. And so what I submit to you is that this is the perfect will of God that you're praying. Look at this uh, verse 27 in the Amplified. Verse 27 Amplified says, says this. He says, And he who searches the hearts of men, glory to God, knows what is the mind of the Holy Spirit, what his intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God, in behalf of the saints, watch this now, according to and in harmony with God's will. And so when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you're praying in harmony with God's will. You are really praying the perfect will of God. Once again, you want to always end it with, I release most holy faith to receive. And I want you to understand, somebody, depending on what you may have heard, what kind of religious upbringing uh, you may have had 
there may be someone who listens to this and you, you, you're kind of like hesitant. Uh, you're like, well, Alex, you know, I'm, I'm praying the perfect will of God. Uh, but man, what if the perfect, what if God's will for my life is not what I want? <laughs> now, friend, sometimes, sometimes that's just spiritual immaturity. Uh, you think that what you want in your flesh is better than what God wants for you. Well, well, that's not that's not correct. But sometimes people have been taught wrong. You know, if someone's been taught, uh, well, the will of God for you may be to suffer. Maybe God's will is that He wants to teach you something with a sickness. Well, then you'll you'll be hesitant to to surrender yourself over to the will of God, especially man, if you're praying something and you don't know what you're praying. And so I want you to understand, no matter who you are, that God's will for you is for good, you see. I mean, God says, he says in Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I, I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, plans to give you a hope and a future, plans to give you an expected end, you see. It's not the will of God to suffer. No, the plans for you are for a good. You see, Ephesians 3.20 says, he, do, he does exceeding and abundantly above and beyond all that we can ask or think according to his power that is at work in us. You see, and so God's will is not to put sickness on you or, or to have you walk around in, 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 in lack. No, man, you got to understand when you're praying the perfect will of God, it's going to be good. <laughs> Glory to, to God. You know, I, I pray in the Holy Ghost. I have no idea what I'm praying, man. But, but I release most holy faith, and I know whatever I prayed is going to be good, you see. And so God's will for you is for good. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, you're praying His perfect will. Amen? Glory be to God. Guys, receiving this tonight. Now, I think we have time for one more benefit, uh, benefit number five. Uh, go to Ephesians chapter six. Ephesians chapter six, uh, verse 17. Ephesians six seventeen, And we'll do the, uh, we'll do the first five benefits here tonight. Uh, and we'll do the second half next week. Amen. Uh, Ephesians chapter five, uh, verses uh, 17 and 18. You guys getting something out of this tonight? Praise God. Praise God. I just want you to really be be excited about this. I want you to understand that the Holy Spirit is not a gimmick. Praying in tongues is not for a show. Oh, man, this is, this is powerful stuff, guys. It's powerful stuff. You see? Yeah, glory to God. Now, this, the, the fifth benefit fifth benefit is this and man when I saw this man I just thought this was huge I want you to understand fifth benefit is praying in the Holy Spirit is the highest form of intercession it's the highest form of intercession that's why man that's why Satan is so afraid of it you see you're praying the perfect will of God your own doubts are not getting in, in the way of what you're praying. You're releasing most holy faith. And so that is the highest form of intercession because how many know, guys, that we are, that we're in a spiritual war? Glory to God. How many know Ephesians chapter 6 right here says, we, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, guys, but with powers and principalities. 
with spiritual wickedness in high places, you see. I want you to understand, man, that people are never your enemy. People are never your enemy. Do you understand that? You gotta understand that. You gotta understand it when when people say something about you or uh, they criticize you, maybe, maybe because of your faith. You gotta understand, it's not the person it's the spirit that's motivating that person. Do you understand, guys, that... Do you understand that, that this... This demonic persecution that is going on against anybody who is preaching the truth about prosperity? That's spiritual warfare. You see, the Lord spoke to me, and and this is something that's really... I, I feel he impressed on my spirit is, is that... I felt like he, he was really saying that, that he, he really wants his people to know the truth, guys. There's a lot of people who won't teach the truth about prosperity, uh, maybe because of fear, whatever the case may be. There's a lot of people who won't teach the truth about praying in the Holy Ghost, maybe because of fear, what if I get ridiculed for this? You see, there's forces that are trying to keep the body of Christ stuck in religion. Whereas what God, glory to God, is seeking to do is, oh, shalakatakaya. He, he, he wants to bring the, the spirit, glory to God, back into the church the way she was, the way the church was in, in, in the early days, you see. It's about full circle. It's, it's bringing the church back to the way she was during the days of the book of Acts. That's signs and wonders. That's miracles, you see. And so, and so we got to understand that, that, that people are never the enemy. And, 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 and that what we're in is, is a spiritual warfare. Now, that's the context here of this scripture in Ephesians six seventeen. This is Paul describing our spiritual armor. You know, where he says, put on the whole armor of, of God. Now, verse 17 is, is the very end of that. And what I want you to see, this is something I didn't, the Lord just showed me this recently, and I was like, wow, this is huge. I want you to see that your, your, your spiritual armor, the whole armor of God, is incomplete without you praying in the Holy Spirit. Someone says, well, Alex never heard that before. Let's look at it. He says in verse 17, uh, Ephesians 6, 17, this is the very end. He's describing the end of the, of the whole armor of God. And he says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. We've heard that before. The word of God is the sword of the Spirit. And, and if you, you have a King James, what you'll see is that there's a colon at the end of the word of God. And so there's a colon at the end of verse 17, meaning that verse 18 is connected to verse 17. And really, guys, what's after the colon describes how to do what is in front of the colon. And so verse 18 is describing how to take the sword of the Spirit, the word of God. And he says in verse 18, he says, praying always, glory to God, with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit in the Holy Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And so 
glory to God. You taking up the whole armor of God includes you praying in the Holy Spirit. Now, now it's not only the whole, praying in the Holy Spirit. Uh, you take up the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, anytime you speak the Word, amen. Anytime you declare the Word of God over your life, anytime uh, that you're standing on the promises of God in His Word. But verse 18, I submit to you, he is connected to verse 17. And so, taking up the whole armor of God, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, includes you praying in the Holy Spirit. Because I want you to understand that when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you're still praying the Word of God. <laughs> you see, you may not understand what you're praying, but what you're praying is still God's Word. Someone says, Alex, how, how can you know that? Well, God's Word is God's will. And we just saw that when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you're praying the will of God. And so if you're praying His will, that means you're praying His Word. You see? And so you're praying His Word even as you're praying in the Holy Spirit. Look at verse 18 in the Amplified. Um, verse 18 in the Amplified puts it like this. He says, pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the Spirit. And watch this, guys. He says, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. With all manner of prayer and entreaty. And what I want you to see is that you can pray in the Holy Spirit with all manner of prayer. What am I saying? In other words, uh, you guys remember, there's different kinds of prayer. There's the prayer of faith. Uh, there's the prayer of supplication. Uh, there's a prayer of intercession. And what he's saying is that when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you can be praying all these different kinds of prayers. And so praying in the Holy Spirit is not just one kind of prayer. Praying in the Holy Spirit could be the prayer of faith. It could be uh, the prayer of supplication. It could be intercession. What I want you to see is that every prayer that you can pray in the natural with your understanding, you can be praying in the Spirit because he says, pray in the Spirit with all manner of prayers and entreaty, different kinds of prayers. And he says, to that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, uh, interceding in behalf of all the saints, God's consecrated uh, people. And so I want you to see how powerful this is, guys. You see, it's, it's, it's about trust. It's about surrender. If you're listening to me, you, and you listen to this, and, and you're kind of hesitant about it, uh, you say, Alex, I, I really don't know. I feel a little uncomfortable uh, praying for stuff I don't even know what I'm praying for. Well, guys, the, what, the, what the reason for that is, 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 is there's a lack of trust. You see, uh, you're still trying to control things. You see, what God is saying is what he needs you to do is he needs you to let go and to trust him. That's what this Christian life is all about. And so one of the biggest ways of letting go and trusting God is I pray in my heavenly prayer language. I release most holy faith for it. And then I just trust, I believe. I know that the perfect will of God is being worked out in my life. Amen. This is extremely powerful, guys.